You are listening to Salty Believer Unscripted. This is Salty Believer Unscripted. I'm Josiah Walker. I'm Brian Catherine. Welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) Salty Believer Unscripted is a podcast about uh, ministry and the Christian journey. And today we're continuing our series called Tools for Better Bible Study. I'm Brian Catherine. <laughs> what are we doing? We're talking about tools for better Bible study. We talked last time about the Blue Letter Bible. Yeah. That app on the or that website. And today I'd like to talk about Bible reading plans. Yes. Do you utilize a Bible reading plan? Very much so. And I have for many years to my great benefit. Uh, let me. So we're talking about studying the Bible. Why are we asking about reading plans? Why is that helpful for studying the Bible? Well, it helps you be more disciplined in reading the Bible. That's true. How else? It helps you ensure that you read the entire Bible. Oh, that's and good not too. just certain sections of it. Hey, how else? Uh, I flipped the tables on. I you. don't like being on this side. I like <laughs> asking the questions. Um, you know, I, there's a season in my life where I read more books about the Bible than the actual Bible. And when I actually sat down and read the entire Bible, you know what I found out? Some of those guys got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, the Bible is one of the best tools for interpreting the Bible. For sure. So, hey. This verse isn't quite clear, but there are other very similar passages that go into more detail or provide more clarity, or sometimes the New Testament is providing commentary on passages in the Old Testament, or sometimes word choices. We talked about the Blue Letter Bible option where you could do a word study. How is this word getting used? Do I understand it? But then you find it in other verses, and lo and behold, it helps you understand, oh, the author is talking about this or that. So the Bible is the very best tool for studying the Bible. Well, if you don't read the Bible, and you don't know the whole story of the Bible, and right. you don't know how it works, then you don't have good tools for studying the Bible. For sure, absolutely. And reading through the whole Bible, you can see how it all kind of has one underlying message throughout the entire book. Context is key. Right. That's how it's often said. But if you don't know what kind of context you're talking about or what's going on, how in the world do you understand the themes of what are being discussed here? I mean, like, just in the simplest terms, I've been talking with some people about genre. Okay. And so you read... Well, first of all, there's three types of uh, writing in the Bible. There is narrative, where it's a story, and it's going along in a story. There is poetry, or artistic type language. And then there is prose, where often it's like not just a narrative, but it's, it's rhetorical, it's an argument, it's, it's rhetoric. So examples would be, Hey, uh, the baby was put in the basket, and the basket was in the sea of reeds, and, the, and this right. thing. Okay, that's the that's this story narrative, and you're reading it in big chunks, and it's telling you something in that way. Uh, however, even in those same books that contain the narrative, oh, and here's the song that Moses wrote, and then you have poetry in the same book right next to it. Sure. And then sometimes you have teaching or exhortation, which would be like we think of it like the epistles. But like, this is what you need to do. Here's some instructions. Here's some this. So you're telling a story. You're getting a principle one way. Artistic language or that. That's the types of language. And then you have these genres. So that type of language shows up pretty much in the majority of all the books, all three of those. But like the Psalms is mostly just poetic. But, um, you know, you have historical discussion, story, history. That'd be, you know, the Exodus, things like that. You have... Uh, the law, well, I guess technically that's, there's ways to do this. Right. You have the Pentateuch, but then you, I've gotten us derailed. <laughs> there's a lot of ways to categorize the genre. So let's start with the easiest way. You have all the hi- history yes. in the Old Testament. Then you have all the wisdom literature 
still in the Old Testament. Then you have the prophetic works in the Old Testament. So there's just okay. three. Then you go to the New Testament, and guess what you have again? You have the Gospels, but they're technically history. Right. But Or Gospels. You have Acts, which is New Testament history. Then you have the Epistles, which is pretty much everything else except for the book of Revelation, which is apocalyptic literature. Right. If you get more focused, you have the Pentateuch, the first five books, and then you have the Minor Prophets and the Major Prophets. Like, you could really break that down. But basically, you have genre, types of writing, and if you don't read the Bible, you don't know what those are, and you get one verse out of context, you don't even know where that's coming from. Sounds like we could almost do a whole podcast on just, like, Understanding the Bible. Yeah, like how do I read a proverb versus how do I read a, uh, right. a apocalyptic stuff out of Revelation versus how do I read an epistle that's clear as can be yeah. versus narrative history. It's hard to remember that you kind of have to read through the Bible with different lenses. You know, yeah. Because they... But you don't know... I mean, if you've never read the Bible at all... Right. And so a reading plan, that's why we're talking about this, right. a reading plan helps you know kind of where you're at. It gives you a discipline to read through something. So that helps you and you can read in different ways, chronologically... That's the story as it's played out. Because uh, the Bible's not really, in the way we hold it as a canon, isn't necessarily in chronological order. No. In fact, anybody who's watched the MCU or Star Wars understands how, oh, this goes back here. And, oh, this, especially Star Wars, it seems like this story fits in this time right. period. This story fits in that time period. And they're not coming out. If you watch them in the order they were released, you don't have the story in order. Right. So that would be in the Bible, that would be called canonical order where you just start from the beginning and go to the end right now that's not how they were released so so you wow. wouldn't necessarily read the book <laughs> read the bible cover to cover you, you might could. use a reading plan that's chronological i'm in a reading plan right now called straight through which is cover to cover okay i would highly advise anybody who's never read the bible to do it chronologically and that'd be like imagine star wars if you said what's the earliest story go to that first all the way to the last story so that you're following the people's lives um the what I'm trying to remember what it's called in the order the books were written. That would be like watching Star Wars, <laughs> starting with what was made first right. versus what was made last, and things are still being made. Um, or just going straight through in orders, however they're organized. Right. Um, you have different ways to do that. Uh, that would be my so. But chronological is if you've never done it, do that. Okay. You could also do a reading plan that has New Testament, Old Testament. So you get some over here, some over there. A Robert Murray McChaney that's got four chapters from four different places. Yeah, let's talk about that reading plan a lot. Because I've heard of a lot of guys that do that reading plan, but I've never actually read that way before. What is the Robert... Robert Murray McChaney. What is that reading plan? So he was a pastor, uh, I think a little bit before Spurgeon. I think he was around in that time period, I believe. And a popular preacher, a pastor, and he developed a reading plan that puts you in four different places every day. So you're in four different, you know, you might be in New Testament, Old Testament, but you're definitely in a New Testament, Old Testament, and then you're in maybe the Psalms and history or something. And, and the interesting thing is like Martin Lloyd-Jones did the Robert Murray McChain plan. That was his favorite. He would do two chapters of study in the morning yeah. and two chapters in the evening. Pretty doable every day. So you, and then you go through the Bible in a year if you do that. Wow. Um, that one can be really good, except you're all over. You're kind of all sure. over. You're getting stuff from all over. So if you really want to just focus on a big chunk, that one can be agitating. Okay. At the same time, it's nice because you're getting things from different places, and God's bringing all that together in different ways, and it just speaks to you in different ways. So It seems like most reading plans are read through the Bible in a year plan, whether it's chronological or 
cover to cover. You know, most people divide it up that way. But I know I've seen there's also like read the Bible in 90 days. Yeah, that's a lot. That seems like a lot. How long would it take you to read the Bible in 90 days? Isn't that about like 15 minutes a day? No, 15 minutes a day is reading the Bible in a year. Okay. Four chapters, three to four chapters, give or take. 15 or so minutes a day. I think yeah. it takes about 70 hours to read the Bible for a typical person. So a 90-day reading plan is like 45 minutes sure. a day or more. Yeah. You know, And then I would recommend this. I did kind of do this, but a 30-day, the Bible in 30 days. If you have a lot of time and you can really process, that's pretty awesome. It kind of felt like drinking from a fire hose. Like I would read some in my Bible, but then I'd also like played in the car because, you know, there's no other way to really get through it in 30 days, you know. I've seen people that have done, they do a book a day. Oh, okay. So maybe on a day when they have a lot of time, they'll go through an Isaiah or the Psalms take a lot, but... If you can, you know, so some days are really short, some days, that's a 66-day or whatever plan, or however you I kind of did something like that as I've been reading through the New Testament lately. Like, I found myself wanting to read the book of Ephesians together at once, and and 1 Timothy at once, because I felt like these letters were sent as one thing, so I thought, what would it be like to just get the whole picture and read it in one setting? Again, that's a reading plan. Right. So the idea with a reading plan is a disciplined idea on how you're going to get through the Bible. Right. So you might have a two-year reading plan. You know, okay. I'm just going to read two chapters a day. Or a three-year? Or a three-year would be, you're making me my math hard, because one well, and a know. half chapters a day. <laughs> I, I, I have the CSB Study Bible, and it's got some reading plans in the back of it. And one of them was like a three-year, one was like a two-year. And so the three-year here, I think I just flipped through it. Yeah, how much was, are you reading was, a day? About a chapter to a chapter and a half? So it's the kind of thing where, I mean, I know we're all busy, and, and people are... You know, sometimes overbooked, and you're thinking, oh, I don't have time to read the Bible. But you can read just a little bit at a time. So, uh, yeah, so here's Daily Bread, Word of God in a Year. Three-year reading plan. Let's see. So here's today, Matthew 5, verse 13 through 6, verse 4. So they not even a whole chapter, really. Yeah. So Very doable. it really divides it up, and that's a, that's a quick way to just kind of... In three years, you would have read the Bible in a year, and people go, oh, well, that's crazy. Yeah, but first, let's start with, have you ever read the whole Bible? Sure. So in three years, you got something accomplished that some people, Christians, for 20, 25 years haven't done. Right. I try to make sure I'm reading the whole Bible at least once a year. And I also listen to the Bible, which is helpful. So I use the Dwell app. Yeah. Or you can use the YouVersion app. The YouVersion app is free. Dwell's, what, 30 bucks a year? Something like that. They have different plans you can get. I think there might even be a family one. And they have reading plans in there or listening plans in Dwell. So like... You can pull it up. It's an audio where it reads it to you. It's an app, yeah. U version is an electronic where you can read it, but you're And you can have it read to you. My wife actually goes to it. So U version has a lot more reading plans. Okay. Just the New Testament. Dwell has like New Testament, Old Testament, read a plan, reading a year, straight through is the one I'm doing on on Dwell, um, which is just page one to the last page. I think Dwell has the Robert Murray McChain plan. Oh, yeah. Right? version has a lot more plans, and some of those also have study devotional things with them. But the idea is still, I have a plan. Right. In fact, if I pull my, I'll just pull my phone out right now, and let's, uh, I can tell you what day I'm on in my listening plan. I can't tell you what day I'm on in my reading plan, because that's in my house, and it has a bookmark in right. it. But, um, and that's so good, because a lot of times I think, how's the saying go? We like, 
underestimate what we can do in five years and overestimate what we can do in a year. Like, yeah, you know, you think, well, three years, that's a long time. But, hey, if at least you stick to a plan, that's and you're in better the word than of God. if you don't have a plan. Well, and they also have, like, five days a week plan. So That's good because that gives you some time to catch up. Or, yeah, you're doing, you get you're doing it on Saturday or Sunday. So I'm on day 263 in my straight-through plan on Dwell, which is Ezekiel 41 through 43. That'll actually be tomorrow because I listen to this today driving okay. to work. Um there's just lots of different ways to do it. I think the key, though, is you're just studying the Word, you're hearing the Word, and you, if you, the more you do it, the more it'll help you study the Bible elsewhere. You'll tell other passages and go, oh, that fits with this, and how does that connect with that? And it really helps you to know and study the Bible. The other thing, too, is people say, you were just talking about like three years might be too long, right. or one year, whatever. You don't have to start a Bible reading plan on January 1st. In fact, I That's recommend against it. Here's what I recommend. Start a Bible reading plan whenever you're not in a Bible reading plan. Yeah. So today, well, if you're not point. reading Because a lot of times I'd start it in January, and it's winter, and you can't go do anything. And all of a sudden, I'm in numbers, and I'm just depressed. I'm like, I hate that every January. I'm in, you know, I want to mix it up. So, so do, like, do a you, New Testament, an Old well, Testament. And you have yeah. a one-year Bible plan here on paper in front of you. And you could just start with today's date. Yeah, and this one's you know? chronological. Well, this one doesn't even have It just says day one, because oh. this is chronological reading. But you could do... Uh, one that has a calendar to right. it. And so on this date, right. in fact, uh, some we'll talk about devotionals as a study tool a little bit later. I like that, that, that it just says day one or day two, though, because that way if I get behind, I don't feel like, well, I got three days to catch up on now. Right. right. It's just like, well, I'll just pick back up where I left off. So, yeah, that's helpful for this one. Some the, What I was going to say with the devotionals is some of the devotionals have a reading planet. So uh, the Truth for Life, Alistair Begg devotional, this is the date. And then it's like, if you're on a reading plan, read these chapters oh, yeah. on this date. So that'd be a way Table to Talk go has something like that, table too, talk where does, from yeah. reading, do this. Now, let's talk about kind of pros and cons there versus paper versus electronic. You know, I like the Uversion app because I, I can get badges for, like, highlighting or reading <laughs> you get or rewards. Pants. And sometimes there's friends on there, too. I can be friends with people I know. And, and it has a catch-me-up like, option, first. doesn't it? So yeah. it changes a, the date. So if you feel you're so behind, yeah. yeah. I've used that more times than I want oh, to admit. <laughs> I'm behind a few days, and it says I'm behind. Just hit catch-up, and we'll start fresh. <laughs> but the flip side of that is I find myself, too, like, I'll put Uversion on, and maybe then I just start listening to it. All of a sudden, I've got the Facebook app open, and I'm looking at other things or playing games versus maybe if I have a paper app. There's no, so, you know, and I put my electronics aside. Here's the thing. Um, whatever you can do to be in the Word is the good thing. Right. I do a reading in the morning, and uh, so I'll go through, usually two chapters is about all I get in my reading plan in the morning. Sometimes I'll pick up another chapter or two later in the day. Uh, and that's, like I said, I'm doing both of them are straight through, but they're not in the same places just because I've done a lot of other reading plans. Sure. Then I also am listening when I'm driving to work. And here's the problem. I'm listening, I'm driving to work. Oh, I got a little bit distracted, but I just let it keep going. I'm okay with that. Right. Because it's still, the word is in my ears. I'm hearing, I'm following through. I'm not so hung up that I have to be studying through all this. Well, listening to it in the car is almost secondary to your main reading plan, right? Because you've actually sat in front of God's word in the morning. Maybe yeah. As you're getting but ready. I would even say if all you can do is listen. Sure. Then listen. It's got to be better listening to the Bible in your car than talk radio. Like sometimes I listen to the news, I get more tensed up. Right. <laughs> the key to both of mine is that I, I would would encourage that you have some kind of plan, some sort of a systematic approach to how you're going to read, and I would encourage you, it's a systematic approach to reading the whole Bible. Right. I knew people that said, "Well, I only read the Gospels over and over and over and over again." Yeah, but. Leviticus speaks tremendously into who Christ is, and you've never read it. And so does Deuteronomy. Yeah. And Ezekiel has got some prophetic... Like, 
the whole Bible gives you the whole picture and the whole counsel. So if you don't have a good grasp on the Bible, your study is going to be cheated. And so the more you're learning about the whole Bible, the more you're learning about God. Yeah, I mean, you're really robbing yourself from the blessing of, of God's entire word. I don't know if other Bibles I've had done, have done this, but I know when I bought my CSB, it bolded all the Old Testament use uh, in the New Testament of, of Old Testament scripture. I was like, yeah. wow, what is this? Why is it bolded? I can go back and read some <laughs> and of that. you actually have a book that outlines all of that, how many times the Old Testament is quoted in the New Testament. Very helpful book. It's incredible. But again, all of this is because you study the Bible, and then the Bible speaks about the Bible. Right. And so the Bible becomes a tremendous study tool to help you understand the Bible. Right. I mean, okay, what's the Passover lamb? And let's say you only read the book of Revelation, and there's a, sure. there's a scroll that's been opened, and there's a discussion of the lamb that was slain. Well, what does that even mean? Well, obviously, like, oh, well, that points back to Jesus. Yeah, but also, there's a Passover lamb in Exodus. Right. And also, there's a discussion about Passover lambs and scapegoats and sacrifices in the Old Testament. And so we need to be mindful of this whole thing is one story, and it helps us to know the story. Well, and like I said kind of at the beginning of the, the episode here is I found myself reading other books and taking other people's word for granted. Even I've, I've gone to churches where the pastor mishandled the Bible. And I would even have mine open. I'm just like, well, he knows. He's the pastor. That sounds But then you good. go back and you read it later, and you're like, wait, I think he had that out of context. So it's good when you read the Bible. Yeah, or how does this relate to so that? you understand it. I, hey, I read this, and how does that relate to this? Right. And wait a second, that brought up a question. Like, really good Bible study starts with yeah. knowing the Bible. In fact, like, most preachers and most authors that we really love were very serious about making sure they were in the Bible every day. And not all of them had a like, Like Martin Lloyd-Jones, four chapters a day, two in the morning, two at night. And he didn't need to do a lot more, didn't do a lot less. Some people do a lot more. Well, Some people do less. I love breaking that up, too, because sometimes if I have to read like five or six in the morning, I'm thinking through everything I have to do that day, and right. I'm not really focused in reading. So if it's like, I can read a couple chapters, that's usually, what, 10, 15 minutes, and then come back at night at the end of the day? And, and I would even recommend, don't worry about getting too crazy about the study. Realize that just reading helps you study. Right. So how is knowing the Bible a good tool for studying the Bible? Well, context. Yeah. Bigger picture, lots and lots of other things. Plus, just helps with memorization, helps with knowing where you're at in the story, helps with relating. So that, that's my answer to that. Why is it a good study tool? Because it helps you know the whole picture. Right. You have anything that you want to add to that? I think that's pretty pretty basic, right? No, I, I think that's pretty basic. I think just coming back to your point, it, it's good to have that structure and to help you stay disciplined. You know, if I don't have a Bible reading plan, I might kind of go all over the place or not be as diligent about reading every or day. Or miss stuff. I don't yeah. like this book. <laughs> so I'm just going to skip that. So I think if you're if you're not currently using one, you should get on one. And I think there's lots of different options that fit every type of lifestyle, every kind of schedule. You know, How much is a reading plan? Free, right? I mean, <laughs> SaltyBeliever.com, you can download some. You can Google them. You yeah. can find them. You had one in the back some, of your study yeah, Bible. Some Bibles are in the back there. version, I think that app is free. And it has free. some. Yeah. Um, so there's definitely options out there. So hopefully this helps you out. Uh, if you're not using a reading plan, go ahead and, and get going on one. And if you have one you love, let us know what that is. SaltyBeliever Unscripted. No, Salty Believer Unscripted is the podcast. What's our website? SaltyBeliever.com. Ooh, let us know there what your favorite reading plan is. Till next time. Thank you for listening. Find more information at SaltyBeliever.com.